What companies would you want to work for? Just Capital is a nonprofit that tracks which companies are a force for good. Companies like Bank of America, which just earned the prestigious Just Capital 2024 seal. Bank of America is ranked number one in the banking industry and number one for their ongoing commitment to workers, offering best-in-class benefits, including a minimum wage of $25 an hour by 2025. Visit JustCapital.com to learn how a just business is a better business. Furnished by Just Capital. What's up, folks? Anthony Armstrong here. Bob Popple, along with Super Bowl champion Carl Banks. Hey, NFL fans. This is Solomon Wilcox, former NFL safety and host of the Believe in Bengals podcast. Catch my show and all 32 Believe NFL podcasts. Listen in to former players give their inside perspective on your favorite team. Search Believe, that's B-L-E-A-V, on Apple, Spotify, and wherever you get your podcast. It's always football season, wherever you listen. What companies deserve your hard-earned dollar? Which would you want to work for? How can you know if they share your values? Just ask us. Just Capital is a nonprofit that tracks who really means business in supporting workers, customers, communities, the environment, and shareholders. We measure progress, track success, and help them be better. When you see the Just Capital seal, you know what's real, because just business is better business. Visit JustCapital.com to learn who makes your dollar count. All right, here we go. It's BV today, 96.3 News Radio, KKOB. Friday afternoon in the Big Towns. Brandon Vote, producer Avery Castillo here at News Radio, KKOB. And don't look now, but Iowa is coming up real close. And we'll be keeping a, um, uh, an eye on what's going on here because you've got a, you've got a, qu- a pretty diverse field. And. It appears that nobody is going to jump out there uh, and challenge Donald Trump. But it is kind of interesting, some of the numbers we got uh, from Iowa and some of the new polling uh, that came out specifically for Iowa. And we'll take your calls, 505-243-3333. Because Iowa, and especially with this caucus system, can be an odd duck sometimes. Sometimes, in some years, some election cycles, Somebody wins Iowa, either party, somebody wins Iowa, and then, uh, or one of the front runners loses Iowa and they write them off immediately, or some sort of a dark horse will win Iowa or finish very well. I think that was the case with Pete Buttigieg uh, last time around. Like he didn't win Iowa, but he, he was, um, he, he, he did very well in Iowa. And, and, of course, that launched his political career, and now he's uh, uh, Secretary of Transportation. And a young guy and probably a bright political future, unfortunately for conservatives uh, in the Democratic, uh, Democratic Party. But we got our first poll here from, uh, from Iowa. And there's a couple of things that I think are uh, pretty interesting. We'll get your, your thoughts on this, 505-243-3333 especially when you compare it to how these candidates are doing nationally. All right. And we're just talking about the the Republican party now, you know, I wish we could have this kind of robust debate about the Democrats too. And if there was ever an election cycle to challenge a president, this would be it. I mean, there's been a few in the last, you know, 50 years, where you had a, a president who was weak or not doing well, and sometimes you'll get a challenge. 
You know, 76 comes to mind with Kennedy jumping in there against Carter, although uh, or that was 1980. Uh, but that was a little too late for, for Teddy to jump in there at that point. And he was a little too damaged uh, at that point as well. Uh, but this would be ripe for a Democrat to, to challenge Joe Biden. As we talked about last hour, when you look at the numbers for Democratic governors in Democrat, primarily Democratic states, they are dropping and they're not as popular because the Democratic Party no longer reflects the values of most Democratic voters in the country. And I'm not talking about your your coastal Democrats. I'm talking about like your Democrats here in New Mexico and and other uh, other places that are, you know, have a Democratic lean or heavily Democratic, but these don't like the direction of the party. And that's reflected in the poll numbers from the uh, the blue governors in those states. And I do think there's a lane for someone if they were um, if they had the gumption to challenge Joe Biden. You know, where uh, there was uh, there was a lot of talk from Gavin Newsom before the midterms. Right. We haven't heard much out of him lately. Don't be a coward. Jump in there. Uh, 505-243-3333, number to get in. All right, so for the Republicans, this is the preferences for the 24 presidential nominee. All right, uh, Donald Trump, no no problem with this. He is number one, but he's got 44% of the poll here, by far number one, but it's actually less than what he's doing nationally. Nationally, it's 54%, which is pretty incredible. I mean, you would think, you know, maybe there would, you know, there would be, um, you know, some people that have moved off. Uh, and there have been, but just looking at it as, a, you know, through the eyes of a political analyst, it's pretty incredible with as uh, uh, many things that have happened the last three years. He is still uh, at, at polling well above 50% and 54% as far as GOP voters, and that's nationally. In Ohio, though, or Iowa, rather, in Iowa, though, it's 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 dropped. It's only 44%. So he's polling under 10 what he is doing nationally in Iowa. Is he in any danger? No. <laughs> you remember back in 16, he didn't win Iowa. Uh, I think it was Ted Cruz uh, that won Iowa. In fact, Trump, I think, he either finished third or fourth. Uh, and, of course, a lot of people wrote him off. He came back and, and won New Hampshire and, and didn't look back uh, after that. But it's not like he's given up. He's given up these 10 percentage points as far as the national to the, the, just the Iowa GOP voters. But nobody else is seizing the opportunity because Ron DeSantis is coming in second with 20 percent of the vote in Iowa. And he's polling nationally at 17%. And this appears to be where Ron DeSantis is kind of topping out at, that 20% of the vote. And to be honest with you, I want to get your thoughts on this, 505-243-3333. To be honest with you, I don't really know how, how concrete that 
20 percent of the vote even is. Because I think maybe here's one of my theories on Ron DeSantis and people that are supporting Ron DeSantis. Okay, that's one thing, too, I want to point out. Has anybody seen any sort of Ron DeSantis campaign paraphernalia or anything like that? I know we're out here in New Mexico, far away from Florida, but we run national campaigns now. There's a national base to every one of these people that are running for for um, for uh, for office, you see Trump stuff all the time. I, I'm starting to see even Biden stuff, you know, for 24. I haven't seen anything, and I drive a lot. I haven't seen anything uh, with Ron DeSantis on it. <laughs> and I think that's a little telling, too, because let's let's flash back to this point in the campaign eight years ago. There was Trump stuff everywhere, bumper stickers, signs, flags all over the country. And you still see a fair amount of uh, Trump stuff, uh, even now as we gear up for election season. But there's just really no buzz and no real enthusiasm about the Ron DeSantis uh, campaign. And that's reflected nationally with just 17 percent that he's polling at. And in Iowa in particular, it's a little better, but nowhere near where he needs to be to try to challenge Trump. And that's at 20%. And my theory with Ron DeSantis, and I'd like to get your thoughts on this, 505-243-3333. Of that 20%, let's just call it uh, 20%. That 20% that says they're going to vote or they support for Ron DeSantis, I'm not real sure how how enthusiastic they actually are. And it's going to be really interesting as we get closer to Iowa to see if the poll number kind of drops or it kind of stays the same because it's kind of stayed the same since he's announced that he was going to run uh, for president. And that was several months ago because we do have this bandwagon effect in politics. There's a lot of people just standing on the sidelines and whenever there appears to be a winner or kind of right before everybody knows who's going to end up being the winner, that bandwagon effect starts. Because ultimately, and this is just a human nature thing, we don't want to be losers. If you're going to vote in a primary, you want to vote for the, uh, the eventual winner, right? You want to try to get uh, get to be on the winning team, even if he's, he's that person is not quite your candidate. Now, not everybody's like that. I mean, I remember I voted for uh, Fred Thompson in the primary and and uh, what was that 2000 or 2004 when he ran or maybe it was 08. I have to look that up. But by the time the primary got to whatever state I was living in at the time, Fred Thompson, I mean, the campaign had already kind of withered away, but I liked the guy and I wanted to go ahead and vote for him in the primary, even though I knew he wasn't going to be the nominee. There's not very many people like that. There's a lot of people just like to go ahead and and vote for whoever's going to be the eventual winner or the apathy sets in and you just don't vote at all. Um, Also voted for Newt Gingrich in, I remember when this was, this was 2012. Uh, second term Obama 
And by the time it got to where I was living, I was here in New Mexico at that point um, in 2012. By the time, of course, it got to our primary, Mitt Romney had wrapped it up. But, you know, I wanted to vote for Newt Gingrich. So I went ahead and voted for Newt Gingrich. So you have this bandwagon effect that happens. And I, I question that the, the 20% of people that say they're supporting Ron DeSantis, because it may actually be more than that, a little bit, but they're still on the side of Trump. Now, if, if something were to happen and it looked like Trump was going down, those would be the, uh, uh, the first people to kind of jump off and jump on to somebody else. They're not the hardcore MAGA people, which, you know, in some of the polling that we've seen over the last few weeks, they've identified it, which is probably more than this. We just have to go with what the, the polls are telling us for the sake of conversation. Uh, they say it's about 30 to 35 percent of registered Republicans is the MAGA base. I think it's even higher than that. But we'll just go with that 30 to 35 percent. Um, you're telling me that that Ron DeSantis is getting that other 20 percent chunk outside of the because, you know, it's not a 35 percent MAGA base when there's. 44% of GOP voters in Iowa and 54% nationally. Let's take the national numbers and say it's 35%. That means 20% aren't the MAGA base, but they're still going to vote for Trump. I mean, that's very telling about where, where the party is and how much influence uh, Trump does have on it. But with Ron DeSantis, just polling at 20%, if that stays and, and Trump is polling double more than double what Ron DeSantis is, Iowa could be a rout. I mean, I predicted that Trump would have this nomination wrapped up by uh, by um, South Carolina, which is the third primary. And if not then, he would have it by Super Tuesday, that next weekend in March, because you have so many Southern states uh, go to the polls that day. And that is where the Deep South is, is Trump's uh, political base. But if this holds up and you've got DeSantis just polling at 20 percent and Trump more than doubling him up, this thing could be out uh, after Iowa. Some of these DeSantis may not make it to New Hampshire, even though it's just the next week. All right. 505-243-3333. How about some of these other candidates in Iowa? Is anybody getting any traction? I'll talk about that next on News Radio KQOB. All right, it's Brandon Vote, 96.3 News Radio KQOB. By the way, Fred Thompson, his presidential run was in 2008. <laughs> and I didn't realize this. I, I knew that he'd been, he's been gone for a while. He died in 2015. He's been gone for eight years. But yeah, Fred Thompson ran for president in 08. I voted for him. And, I mean, he withdrew fairly early on, but I went ahead and voted for him in the primary, even though it didn't count. And I think there's there's people that do that. Now, in Iowa, we talked about Trump and DeSantis, but usually, for the most part, everybody else uh, in this race is kind of polling where they are nationally. Uh, Chris Christie nationally right now is polling at 2%. Which again, he is—he's only running so he can get a a contract, a, a renew his contract at ABC, so he can be a possible critic to Trump uh, if he's elected president. 
if Trump doesn't get elected president, you know, their ABC is going to dump Chris Christie like a bad habit. They don't need him anymore. Uh, now, North Dakota governor, this is Burgum. He's uh, at 0.5%. In Iowa, he's at 1%. By the way, Christie is under 1% in Iowa. Mike Pence, and this guy may not even qualify for the debate coming up on in about three weeks on the 23rd. He's at 3% nationally and in Iowa. Nikki Haley's been a surprise. I thought she would. Now, I didn't think anybody was going to be a serious challenger to Trump. But Nikki Haley, I thought, would get some momentum. I thought Nikki Haley would kind of be where DeSantis is, and DeSantis would be a little higher than where he is. She's just uh, pulling at 4%. Vivek Ramaswamy, you know, the entrepreneur, the young guy, he's at 5%. He's doing a little better in Iowa than he is nationally, which is just 2%. I didn't think that is, and and I like uh, a lot of his ideas, and he's a pretty dynamic uh, candidate, a very successful man. But he just doesn't have the name recognition, and the public just doesn't know him enough yet. I mean, the, the public doesn't know entrepreneurs or people that do, you know, that kind of work in this country unless you're on a reality show, you're, you're some sort of celebrity, or you're in politics. And we need to do a better job as Americans to find people like Vivek that would be great candidates. I mean, maybe for, for office or to work in the, the cabinet, but just because they don't have the, the best name recognition, it's hard for those people to get traction. But he's a, a, a super incredible guy. Uh, all right. This is the guy that's running third in Iowa right now, and it's Tim Scott. And he is doing tremendous in Iowa, comparatively. He's at 9%. Because at nationally, he's only polling at 3%. Again, I think he is struggling with uh, name ID. I mean, he's a fairly new senator. And uh, that's kind of our fault that, that we're not finding these people. Uh, it's kind of the Republican Party's fault for not finding and promoting uh, people that you think have a future. Uh, but he's doing uh, very well in Iowa especially considering the the lack of money he's been able to fundraise and also how kind of new he is to the process. That's a guy really to have your eye on uh, in the Republican Party uh, because he's doing quite well under the circumstances. All right, 505-243-3333, number to get in here on News Radio KKOB. Coming up next, well, it looks like there won't be this, uh, we won't have a franchise of this movie. I'll tell you what that is next on News Radio KQB. Hey, 96.3 News Radio KQB. You know, Summerfest is happening this weekend, A. Marie. Never been. Well, I want to go. I hear it's fun. Yeah. Tomorrow, well, tomorrow we'll be uh, live out there. Nice. Our, our good friends, Double J and Geary. Are going to be out there, not Gary, Geary. Yeah, that's happening. Thank you for clearing that up because I hate when people yes. mispronounce names. I know, I know. I'm very, I'm, I'm all over that. I do understand our very own Bob Clark might be making an appearance out there as well. I'm oh. told. So that's happening. 
So that's the West Side Summerfest tomorrow. And uh, you can go out and celebrate with us. I'm sure we got all sorts of uh, cool things to give away, too. And the Ventana Ranch Community Park is where that's going on at. I heard you guys uh, talk about this morning, actually, on Bob's show, and you mentioned the food truck that's going to be there, Fat Stacks. And I got to tell you, I got to put it out there. Yeah. Um, they're awesome, and they're really good. They're not just a food truck, too. They just opened a brick and mortar in uh, Knob Hill. Oh, that's cool. That's one of your favorites. Oh, it? my God. It's yeah. one of the best burgers. <laughs> you can check that out. Summerfest uh, tomorrow. Okay, he'll be, be live out there uh, from 3 to 5 p.m. Uh, have you seen – you like to go watch the movies, eh, Marie? Have you seen uh, the Haunted Mansion? No, I won't. I, I'm not going to go see it. Not that okay, I'm against so this, it, or it's just yeah. not my thing. It just seems like a stupid idea for a movie. Yeah, Didn't, I, I just think some of these memory. Disney movies, I just don't like what they're doing with them. What? Well, it's another flop for Disney. They are on. They've never had this kind of a, a losing streak before. Haunted Mansion cost $150 million to make. It's been out for two weeks now. It's only made $40 million. And usually movies like this especially, you, you get the bulk of your money back in the first couple of weekends, and then, then you're just kind of treading water at that point. But this one here, man, a stinker. In fact, Disney, and I don't know, I don't know anything about the movie, I don't know whether it was like woke and people didn't want to see it. I just think it's a dumb idea for a movie because I know it's the ride at Disneyland, the Haunted Mansion. But I could have swore, and I haven't done the research on this, I could have swore they had an Eddie Murphy Haunted Mansion like a few years ago. Or am I just, uh, is this no, just a Mandela No, I think they did too. Thing? I think, or something, same concept, I believe the same. I'll have to Google yeah, it. Yeah, I thought it was an Eddie Murphy movie. I thought they already tried this. But Disney wanted to do, um, with this Haunted Mansion, they wanted to have like a um, like a whole franchise. Like a whole thing like, uh, you know, like uh, Pirates of the Caribbean or, or something like that. But obviously not going to happen. It stars uh, Jamie Lee Curtis, Danny DeVito, and Owen Wilson. <laughs> You're not really throwing out the heavy hitters there. Oh, my gosh. Jared, Jared Leto is in it, but evidently he has just like a, a bit part in the movie. I haven't heard anyone that's gone out to seen it, see it. Yeah, well, I evidently heard not much very many it. people have. <laughs> Nobody has saw it. That's why they can't figure it out. Oh, I was right. Haunted Mansion 2003. Hey, uh, hey, BV. Uh, uh, Eddie Murphy. Oh, let me welcome uh, Jared Hart jumping in on here for some reason. Hi, Jared. Because you're talking movies and you yeah. sound uneducated, so let me help you here. No, I was very educated. I was right. Eddie <laughs> Murphy did do you... a Haunted Mansion a long time ago. I knew I wasn't crazy. So you're correct. Disney uh, in the late 90s, because they own all of this intellectual property, based mm -hmm. on their rides said hey we a lot of these rides are slipping rather than replace them we should make movies for them that yeah. make kids interested in them again that's how we got yeah. pirates of the caribbean that's how we got haunted mansion uh mm -hmm. but they have not been able to recapture now so they do pirates and it's a huge success disney thought yeah. to themselves well this wasn't that hard Let's just we'll do just that do again. Let's do this with everything. Right. Let's and, do the teacups. <laughs> so there's going to, I don't know if there's a teacup movie coming, 
Um, but yeah, so that is part of Disney's plan for resurrecting their intellectual property to make those rides popular again. Because replacing a ride, you have to market the ride and you have to, you know, some theme parks uh-huh. make that part of their thing, but Disney doesn't want to do that. They want to keep yeah. their original kind of core tenets. So that's a Disney plan that they have not. Mm. If you don't have a good script, nobody's going to go to your movie. No, and I mean, no star power either. I mean, uh, you Ros- got Owen Wilson and Danny DeVito. So the real star uh, is Rosario uh, Dawson. Uh, who's kind of had she's the she's the lead part in that Danny DeVito's kind of see a, her mentioned here yeah Danny DeVito's kind of a bit player you might have seen no. she's in the Jake from State Farm commercials right now walking oh through. I know who she is but yeah. no, no, I'm sorry but she's I wa- didn't know she was in this movie it's a cross promote they're walking through the haunted mansion mm-hmm. and she's asking yeah. Jake from State Farm if they will cover hauntings essentially now wait a minute wasn't Rosario Dawson, the fiance of Cory Booker when he ran for president three years ago. I did not know that if true. Yes. And quietly that relationship dissolved when Cory Booker's campaign for president dissolved. Not that. Well, yeah. That's too bad. I hate to see love die. Yeah. Anyway, just wanted to inform you, <laughs> BB. Thank you. That entertainment minute there with uh, Jared Hart with us. But I was, man, when I started to see this, I was like, didn't they just do this with uh, Eddie Murphy. Now it was longer ago than than what I thought. It was 2003. Disney did the Haunted Mansion with Eddie Murphy, and I think maybe that's part of the problem here. Like if they would have made this in 1963 and want to bring it back now, is one thing. But it was only 20 years ago, and as disposable as the media is now. No, it, it 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 wasn't that long. It, it's not that far out of people's memories that you're like, oh my gosh, I, uh, we need to have a reboot of Haunted Mansion. No, but it actually made a whole lot of money. Um, the original Haunted Mansion made a hundred and eighty million dollars at the box office. That was real money too. That was two thousand three money. All right, 505-243-3333, number to get in. Guess of votes notes coming up next on News Radio KQOB. Okay, it's BV Today, 96.3 News Radio KQOB. Thanks for being with us on this Friday afternoon in the big town. You know, also, uh, if you want to get your electric bill paid, you can go to our website. You have until midnight Sunday. So I guess that's 11.59 p.m. Saturday, I don't know, or Sunday at midnight, or is it Sunday midnight? We need some clarification on this. You know how you get there? NewsRadioKQB.com. They have all the details. Because if you guess the, just play it safe and do it either today or tomorrow, okay? Don't leave it to chance gambling on whether it was supposed to be at 1159 or midnight Sunday. Get it done early. Go to our website, newsradiokkob.com. Guess the high temperature for each weekday next week. It's Monday through Friday. And we may have multiple people win. So it could go to a sudden death drawing to get $500 to pay your electric bill. want to thank the folks at Daniel's Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning for helping us out with that this week. Also, a new episode of uh, Time Traveling Top 40, Dwight Twilley this week. Want to thank uh, DSR Cattle for helping us out with that. They're taking orders for 2024. And if you're still buying beef from the grocery store, you're paying about 40% more than you could if you checked out DSRCattle.com. Also, Chick-fil-A at Central and Eubank. Want to thank them. They'll be back in the rotation real soon with our uh, 
uh, picking college football chicken picking. Your chance to win some Chick-fil-A every week, uh, too, from Chick-fil-A at Central and Eubank. Uh, A-Marie, since we're plugging things, um, your event, Brunch with Babes. Brunch with Babes, yes, Sunday, yeah. August uh, 13th from 12 to 3 p.m. Tickets are still available. Mm-hmm. And, BV, as you said earlier in the show, they have a special code, KKOB, for the listeners out there to get yeah. a discount. KK, Put the code in, please. Please, we need a victory here. And with this we need t- a win. We need a win. And with this ticket, you get a lot of great things. Like, you get hooked oh, yeah. up. All right. Sounds great. Uh, all right. So we're talking about movies. I got this on the notes here from uh, Sophia. All right, BV, if you haven't seen Barbie yet, get ready for other doll movies. Okay. So here's some of the other – because – uh, Barbie was such a big hit. They're now working on some other stuff like the Polly pocket movie. Did Polly you have a Polly pocket? pocket? Yes. That was huge when I was a kid. Yeah. Lena Dunham is writing and directing it. So it's oh boy. probably going to be rated R. <laughs> yes. There's going to be a hot wheels movie. Wow. A bunch of nineties. Yeah. A rock and sock of robot movie. What wow. about American Girl? Did you have an American Girl? No, doll? I wasn't a doll oh. girl. I didn't have Barbies okay. either. I right. know it's very on trend, but I wasn't a Barbie girl either. I didn't like dolls. There's one thing that I know you had, and Mattel is actually making a movie about it. That is the Magic 8-Ball. I did have a Magic 8-Ball. Still do. <laughs> you still have one. <laughs> Use it frequently on Name 3 Players on The Sports Animal. Yeah, it's tomorrow morning, right? Yeah, tomorrow morning, 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. I'm super mm-hmm. excited. Uh, new producer of the opening drive, uh, Dale Cornelius, or we call him DC here. Uh, yeah. We break down fantasy football for two hours tomorrow on the Sports Animal. His last Animal. name is Cornelius? Yeah. You know, we used to have a guy that worked over here named Cornelius. Oh, really? Billy Cornelius. Yeah, he yeah, thinks yeah. it's too complicated for people, so he calls. He just goes by DC. But it's a lot of oh, fun. Oh, so he's doing that. He's stealing that from me, huh? Uh, stealing my whole uh-huh. initials. What's thing. next, DC yeah. tonight? I see. I see what's going on here, Dale. <laughs> I'm going to call you Dale. You should please do it. That'd be great. Oh yeah, everybody steals stuff from me. Yeah, I don't get the credit for it. But if you need help with um, fantasy football, we break we break down again death, okay? We can you can steal great. his fantasy football advice. Yeah, yeah I was, I was speaking of the great Billy Cornelius that used to be here on KKOB, he's up living his best life in Washington now. He was uh, he was great on the air. Uh here are some of the other movies Mattel's working on Masters of the Universe. I'll tell you, um they did the Dolph Lundgren live action back to the universe, which was really horrible. But I think there's a space for a Masters of the Universe live action. I think if you used one of the, I don't know if you use, who's the Thor guy? Oh, um, Hemsworth. Hemsworth, one of them. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, one of them. <laughs> one of those guys, maybe. And I love Thor. I'll tell you this. Um, they did, Kevin Smith did an animated uh, Masters of the Universe. I think it was on Netflix. And it was kind of an, I want to say it was an adult version. I mean, it wasn't dirty or anything. It was just, it wasn't for kids. And it was, it was a pretty dark storyline about Master of the Universe. I enjoyed it. And it was done as, you know, as a cartoon. 
you know, the same kind of in the same style as the old cartoon was. But I was I was impressed. I, I thought I would hate it, but I, I was impressed with it. Uno. They're going to make a movie about Uno. Yes, that's game? happening. The game Uno. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. I don't know how they're going to pull that off, but I yeah. even have more questions about how they're going to pull off Viewmaster. Hmm. How do you have a movie about Viewmaster? I don't know. That mm-hmm. I don't under I don't know. <laughs> this is going to be you're, weird. You're probably too young to even know what a Viewmaster is. I don't know what Viewmaster was. is. I'm still trying to yeah. wrap my head around a movie about Uno. I mean, I like the game. <laughs> it's fun. I'm very competitive. How do you Maybe it's celebrities playing Uno. I don't know. God knows. I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. Uh, so those are some of the uh, new movies that they're working on here. Also, I got this uh, from Gopher. A notes follow up here. Brandon, Michael Knight pays tribute to Pee Wee Herman. Yeah, that's right. We lost Pee Wee this week. And it was interesting in his uh, his death. It brought out a couple of people that he was uh, went to school with or was roommates with. His roommate at the California College of the Arts, or Cal Arts, was David Hasselhoff. Could you imagine a dorm room with David Hasselhoff on one side and Pee Wee Herman on the other side? Yeah, no, that's uh, I, I cannot I cannot imagine that, BV. I cannot imagine that at all. Somebody needs to make a documentary. Amory, you're a entrepreneurial-minded person. This is a great subject for a documentary. Okay, I'm ready. It is celebrity roommates. What? Because there's been because this is <laughs> like one Bert of Hasselhoff and, and, and Pee Wee Herman. That's so funny. And then you just highlight, you know, people that have been roommates that are celebrities over the years. Well, I give you another one. Uh Gene Hackman, Robert Duvall, what? and Dustin Hoffman. I had no all idea. shared the same apartment. Well, when, when I guess when you're growing up and working on becoming famous yeah. i could see that i mean i see it all the time in new york one of uh, peewee's best friends nobody knew this was katie seagal because she also went to cal arts with uh, at the same time that hasselhoff and peewee Herman did from uh married with children i knew nobody katie, knew that i knew katie seagal oh really yeah first she's time a fabulous singer yeah first time i met her i mispronounced her name oh what'd you call her all right, Katie Siegel. Siegel. And, and she goes, ah, it's Seagal. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. We got we got we got along fine after that though. Well, that's great. You know, uh uh Bud Bundy yeah. famously lives in Taos, New Mexico. Really? Dave David Faustino. No kidding. That's right. Well, He's probably listening to us right yeah, now. Yeah, you should get him on the air. I, I'm gonna try to. Yeah, you Hi, should. David Faustino. Yeah. All right, TJ's next <laughs> on News Radio KK. The Ed Milet Show showcases the greatest peak performers sharing their journey, knowledge, and thought leadership. This is one of the all-time best pieces of advice ever given on the show. Actor Rain Wilson. The number one thing that psychologists point to with young people of why they are struggling so much in this mental health epidemic is they don't have resilience. So how do you build resilience if you don't understand suffering itself? The Ed Milet Show is available on YouTube or wherever you listen. 
Afford Anything is a podcast that teaches you how to be smart with your money. As a small business, you don't have the resources to pay the level of overhead and for the level of services that a Fortune 500 company could afford. So I certainly understand why, if you want to offer benefits, the providers of that, that that fee is going to be higher because there's more account management per employee. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford Anything, wherever you listen.